Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. And welcome to the second podcast for Deep Roots at Home. I'm your host, Abby Grace. Today we are going to be talking about why kids are impatient, bored, friendless, and entitled. And we're going to be taking a lot of uh, information from Jackie's friend, Victoria Pruday. Before we begin with that, we're going to look at an article that was published in September 4th, 2015, that says teachers' message to parents spoiling their kids is going viral, and it's not hard to understand why. So here's a Facebook post that was written by the specific teacher, Jonas Harrison. And this is what he said. I have worked with kids for almost 16 years, and there are several things that I've noticed children getting worse and worse at. Number one, children find it very difficult to be bored. There constantly needs to be something going on. Please stop spoiling and servicing your children. It's not dangerous for them to be bored sometimes. Number two, I've met many parents who are so proud that their kids can read and count before starting preschool. Well, I hate to break it to you, but reading and counting, they'll learn to do soon enough. Teach them instead to play, to be a good friend, and to share. My third point is that many children find it difficult to show gratitude, both to other kids and towards adults. Can they get another one is unfortunately often the first question. Or they say, we only get one? I hear that all the time. What's happened to saying please and thanks for dinner, thanks for the ride, and so on? I have no children at the moment, but if I do sometime in the future, I plan to teach them to play, to be good friends, to show gratitude, and to be bored from time to time. Once they've learned those things, then I'll teach them to read and count. After his post went viral, Jonas was interviewed by a local paper. He told them that he believes that spoiling children has quite the opposite effect that parents hope for. By spoiling them, we're doing them a disservice. Children have loads of imagination, and we mustn't destroy it by constantly feeding them with ideas of things to do. They can play cowboys and Indian with a stick and a leaf, he told the paper. Let's head back to Jackie's friend Victoria Prude, who wrote on the Deep Roots at Home blog this particular article. Kids today are in a devastating emotional state. Most come to school emotionally unavailable for learning. There are many factors in our modern lifestyle that contribute to this. In her practice, she has seen something so widespread and alarming that I asked if I could share her thoughts. Due to the overwhelming interest and conversation of this topic, we are wanting to share this here on the podcast today. And this article is actually now translated in German and Russian and Spanish is coming soon. Here's what Victoria has to say. I am an occupational therapist with years of experience working with children, parents, and teachers. I completely agree with this article that we just read here on the podcast, that our children are getting worse and worse in many aspects. I hear the same consistent message from every teacher I meet. 
Clearly, throughout my time as an occupational therapist, I have seen and continue to see a decline in children's social, emotional, and academic functioning, as well as a sharp increase in learning disabilities and other diagnoses. As we know, the brain is malleable. Through environment, we can make the brain stronger or we can make it weaker. I truly believe that despite all of our greatest intentions, we unfortunately remold our children's brains in the wrong direction. When we come back, we are going to go through several reasons why Victoria feels that we are heading in this direction and what we can do to change that. So stay tuned. When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. Here is why kids are heading in the wrong direction and we are doing them such a disservice and unfortunately remolding our children's brains in the opposite way than we want to. Number one, kids get everything they want when they want it. I'm hungry. In a sec, I'll stop at the drive-thru. I'm thirsty. Here's a vending machine. I'm bored. Here's my phone to use. The ability to delay gratification is one of the key factors for future success. And I'm going to say that again. The ability to delay gratification is one of the key factors for future success. We have the best intentions to make our children happy, but unfortunately, we make them happy at the moment, but miserable in the long run. To be able to delay gratification means to be able to function under stress. Our children are gradually becoming less equipped to deal with even minor stressors, which eventually become huge obstacles to their success in life. The inability to delay gratification is often seen in classrooms, malls, restaurants, and toy stores. The moment the child hears no, they react with belligerence because parents have taught their child's brain to get what it wants right away. Number two, limited social interaction. We are all busy, so we give our children digital gadgets and we make them busy too. Kids used to play outside, where in unstructured natural environments they learned and practiced their social skills. Unfortunately, technology replaced the outdoor time. Also, technology made the parents less available to socially interact with their child. Obviously, our kids fall behind. The babysitting gadget is not equipped to help develop social skills. Most successful people have great social skills. This is the priority. The brain is just like a muscle that is trainable and retrainable. If you want your child to be able to bike, you teach him biking skills. If you want your child to be able to wait, you need to teach that child patience. If you want your child to be able to socialize, you need to teach him social skills. The same applies to all the other skills. There is no difference. Number three, endless fun. We have created an artificial fun world for our children. There are no dull moments. 
The moment it becomes quiet, we run to entertain them again because otherwise we feel we are not doing our parenting duty. We live in two separate worlds. They have their fun world and we have our work world. Why aren't children helping us in the kitchen or with laundry? Why don't they tidy up their toys? This is basic, monotonous work that trains the brain to be workable and function under boredom. This is the same muscle that is required to be eventually teachable at school. When they come to school and it's time for handwriting, their answer is, I can't, it's too hard, too boring. Why? Because the workable muscle is not getting trained through endless fun. It gets trained through work. And number four, kids and technology. Using technology as a free babysitting service is in fact not free at all. The payment is waiting for you just around the corner. We pay with our kids, nervous systems, with their attention, and with their ability for delayed gratification, or rather, their inability. (laughs) Compared to virtual reality, everyday life is boring. When kids come to the classroom, they are exposed to human voices and adequate visual stimulation, as opposed to being bombarded with the graphic explosions and special effects that they are used to seeing on the screens. After hours of virtual reality, processing information in a classroom becomes increasingly challenging for our kids because their brains are getting used to the high levels of stimulation that video games provide. The inability to process lower levels of stimulation leaves kids vulnerable to academic challenges. Technology also disconnects us emotionally from our children and our families. Parental emotional availability is the main nutrient for a child's brain. Unfortunately, we are gradually depriving our children of that nutrient. When you go to the original post, there is a 36 seconds YouTube that is called, Is Screen Time Affecting Our Kids' Brains? I would suggest and encourage that you go and watch that YouTube when you're finished with this podcast. Number five, kids rule the world. My son doesn't like vegetables. She doesn't like going to bed early. He doesn't like to eat breakfast. She doesn't like toys, but she's very good at her iPad. He doesn't want to get dressed on his own. She's too lazy to eat on her own. This is what I hear from parents all the time. Since when do children dictate to us how to parent them? If we leave it all up to them, all they are going to do is eat macaroni and cheese and bagels with cream cheese, watch TV, play on their tablets, and never go to bed. What good are we doing them by giving them what they want instead of what we know is is good for them? Without proper nutrition and a good night's sleep, our children come to school irritable, anxious, and inattentive. In addition, we send them the wrong message. They learn they can do what they want and not do what they don't want. The concept of need to do is absent. Unfortunately, in order to achieve our goals in our lives, we have to do what's necessary, which may not always be what we want to do. For example, if a child wants to be an A student, he needs to study hard. If he wants to be a successful soccer player, he needs to practice every day. Our children know very well what they want, but they have a hard time doing what is necessary to achieve that goal. This results in unattainable goals and leaves the kids disappointed. You can make a difference in your child's life by training your child's brain so that your child will successfully function on social, emotional, and academic levels. When we come back, we will learn several points on how you can do this.
In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. So how can we make a difference in our child's life? Can we retrain their brain? We can, and here are a few ways. Number one, don't be afraid to set the limits. Kids need limits to grow happy and healthy. Make a schedule for meal times, sleep times, technology times. Think of what is good for them, not what they want or don't want. They are going to thank you for that later on in life. Parenting is a hard job. You need to be creative to make them do what is good for them because most of the time, that is the exact opposite of what they want. Kids need breakfast and nutritious food. They need to spend time outdoor and go to bed at a consistent time in order to come to school available for learning the next day. Convert things that they don't like doing or don't like trying into fun, emotionally stimulating games. Secondly, Limit technology and reconnect with your kids emotionally. Surprise them with flowers, share a smile, a tickle. Put a love note in their backpack or under their pillow. Surprise them by taking them out for lunch on a school day. Dance together, crawl together, have pillow fights. Have family dinners, board game nights. Go biking, go to outdoor walks with a flashlight in the evening. Number three, train delayed gratification. Make them wait. It is okay to have I am bored time. This is the first step to creativity. Gradually increase the waiting time between I want and I get. Avoid technology in cars and in restaurants and instead teach them to wait and to talk and play games while they're waiting. Limit constant snacking. Number four, teach your child to do monotonous work from early years as it's the foundation for future workability. Folding laundry, tidying up toys, hanging clothes, unpacking groceries, setting the table, making lunch, unpacking their lunchbox, making their bed. Be creative. Initially make it stimulating and fun so their brain associates it with something positive. Number five, teach social skills. Teach them turn-taking, sharing, losing, winning, compromising, complimenting others, using please and thank you. From my experience as an occupational therapist, the kids change the moment parents change their perspective on parenting. Help your kids succeed in life by training and strengthening their brains sooner rather than later. And again, we want to thank Victoria for giving us the written permission to be able to use her article both on the blog now and this podcast. And like I said, these are, this article has been translated into other languages. It's such a powerful article. I want to leave you with a couple of quotes here. Our children don't need us to be perfect, thankfully. They just need us to be faithful. And God can take that simple faithfulness and turn it into something wonderful in due time. 
That was a quote by Jonathan Lewis. And then finally, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Galatians 6, 9. for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.